0: Good evening, friends. This is Chapman Gary Rayburn, Channel Twenty One Lonesome Road Ministries Conference Line host, and we've got a great program for you tonight. We every Thursday at five p.m. That's Central Time. That's Tulsa time, and we'll have a great meeting with uh, different speakers and a lot of prayer and praise reports to go along with the with the meeting. So we're glad you joined us and we'd ask you to log on to lonesomeroad.org and contact us and let us know and let us help you out there on that old lonesome road.
1: the town there's so much i gotta see i gotta look around i got diesel smoke rolling from two crumb stacks my address is 408 414 a big blue mac now it don't matter where i'm going i just gotta drive i have that white line fever to the day I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life.
0: Fred the road is our life and we are rolling down the highway and I'm so glad to be here in the cab I just love having church on the road church on the road and we've got a great great speaker tonight I just love tumbleweed he's he's an awesome man of God I wonder how did he get that name (laughs) tumbleweed well uh, have you seen those collector cards that we have with tumbleweed's picture on there If you turn that card over, Fred, there's a QR code on the back. You can scan that code, and you'll hear his testimony. It's all about prayer. And in that testimony, he tells how he got the name Tumbleweed. Well, I just wondered. That's kind of an unusual nickname, you know? (laughs) Well, you know how them truck drivers are. They got CB handles. Uh, You hear some pretty unusual handles out there on the road. But uh, we've got a great message by uh, Charles Tumbleweed, Tumbleweed Stevens. Stevens, yeah, and uh, it's from our conference line that we have every Thursday night, and everybody is invited to join us on that conference line. If people would like to join us on that conference line, then it's open for whosoever wants to call this phone number right here, 727 731 Five zero six two, and that is Thursday nights at uh, six o'clock Eastern time. That's tumbleweed time.
2: <laughs> tumbleweed time. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> he lives out in Eastern Tennessee, and it's six o'clock on his clock. Well, what
2: about here in Southern Illinois?
0: Five o'clock.
2: Five o'clock.
0: Yeah. How and about California? California, out there where uh, our West Coast chaplains uh, live out there. It's 3 o'clock. Man, that's right in the middle of the afternoon, ain't it? Church on the road.
2: That's just one hour after siesta.
0: Let's get Tumbleweed in the seat and let him uh, take control of this program right now. I can hardly wait to hear what he's got to say. A great message. He's talking about Clay.
2: That's us, right? Clay?
0: Clay, yeah. He's talking about me and you and all of our listeners out there. And this is a message that God has given him for each and every one of us. Here's uh, Charles Tumbleweed Stevens.
3: We just give this night to you, Lord God, and we just thank you for your grace and mercy and your great love for us. Just lead God and direct us tonight. Lord, may every word be pleasing to you to come from the throne room of God tonight, and we just thank you, Lord God, for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I tell you... Uh, when uh, Gary asked me, I guess it was a little over a month ago, when I'd be able to bring another word on, on this ministry line, and you know, what a blessing it is to be asked to share God's word, and but then at the same time, it's very humbling, and and you, I just start going before the Lord, you know, Lord, okay, you know what is on your heart to put on my heart to share with uh whosoever out there tonight lord and, and you know i was thinking about the different scriptures throughout the bible lord were you going to have me maybe blind bar made us or uh or maybe one of the uh other miracles throughout the bible of what you would have for us tonight you know as uh well <laughs> the lord sort of threw me a curve because uh, he just put the word clay and i thought clay <laughs> okay, Lord, let's see, Clay, you know, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, brother, that, uh, well, maybe I misunderstood, you know, and I was uh, praying, and the word came strong again, Clay, and uh, okay, Lord, so, you know, I, I it sort of startled me, I guess, not really startled, but uh, it also excites me when the Lord puts a word like that on my heart, because I know, from past experience, that when he starts putting a word on my heart, that I'll start digging, you know, and praise God. So I start. okay, Lord, if clay is what you want, clay is what we'll speak on tonight. And you know, as many of y'all know, first thought is, you know the potter and how he puts that ball of clay on the potter's wheel and how we can just see how God has been that potter on our lives and put us on the, the wheel of life and forming us and all through our life. You know, as we can look back, just as we, uh, many of us on here has been able to share our testimony and see how God has worked in our lives and formed and shaped us throughout our life. and You know, as I started researching clay, you know, I was kind of surprised it's only mentioned, the word clay, in, in the whole Bible only 33 times but only six times in the New Testament of those 33. And and uh, as I just started praying, okay, Lord, what would you have me to share tonight on clay? <laughs> and, and, you know, just a while ago, Gary, I was, I, as I was going over the scriptures, uh, it just came on strong. The clay is you. And I thought, Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I tell you what, and uh but I, I found myself in the book of Job first as I was thinking about the clay. We how God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. He, the Bible says that He knew us before we was even in our mother's womb. You know, that puts a smile on my face that God knew and, and every one of us before. He even formed us in our mother's womb. How powerful that is, that God loves us that much, that he has a plan and a purpose for each and every one. And that love that he puts in our heart, I tell you, it's, it's awesome. The more I got to studying about this old ball of clay that, that I am, that, that that he loved me that much. Now I was thinking about how even in my early days, as a child, or maybe around eight years old, how he started—you know—he reminded me of the time I grabbed my brother's BB gun. I believe I was around eight years old, and I thought, "I'm—I'm I'm a hunter today. I'm going to go hunt out in the woods." And uh, with that BB gun, that little feller that I was, after school I headed up. And, and you know, the first thing I heard, I heard a little bird singing up on a limb. I thought, all right, it's your day. So I I took aim and I shot that bird. It was, you know, one of God's lessons that he showed me. When when that bird hit the ground, I thought, all right, I hit him. (laughs) And when he hit the ground and I walked up there, all of a sudden I wasn't so proud anymore. I wasn't so proud of myself for shooting that little bird out of the tree. I thought, man, I did what I come to do at eight years old. But as I seen that bird uh, lying there on the ground gasping for breath and the last few moments of its life, God touched me and showed me something at that moment, that life is precious that God created all life. I can see that now as I look back on that and why he brought that to my remembrance because I remember it touching my heart at only eight years old, even though I didn't understand what he was showing me. But even today, he's showing me. He's still forming this ball of clay in what he's called me to be while I'm here on this side of heaven to share with you all even today, and, and I was thinking just a about a year or so later, another life lesson. We had a cow. I believe it was our first calf there on the farm, and as y'all have had, many had been on the farm, and but anyhow, that cow didn't give enough milk for that calf, so my dad put that responsibility on me. We had a what we called a nipple bucket. It was a bucket that had a nipple on the bottom of it. And you could, down at the co-op, you could buy milk replacement, powdered milk that had all the nutrients in it to feed a calf. A newborn calf, as uh, they're pretty weak anyhow, but that was my responsibility. That's was gonna be my calf. And that was a beautiful little calf, I tell you spotty little calf, and had a lot of life in it, I was careful to mix that mix and with water, and, and oh, how eager that calf was each uh, day when I'd get off the bus to go run down there and uh, feed that little calf, and of course, of a morning also. But you know, another thing that I didn't realize is uh, I did take that responsibility, but I didn't listen to all of the instructions that my dad gave me. He was in and out. He was trucking some at a time and being gone for a week or two at a time. And But after a few days, the little calf started getting sick, and the little calf uh, started getting weak, and I double-checked the mixture and everything, and even my older brother was eight years older, and he couldn't figure out what what I was doing wrong. I thought I was doing everything I was told to do to feed this calf, but it just kept getting sicker and sicker till you know, it finally died and we had to bury it. Then uh, when my dad got home, he asked me, son, did you take that nipple off each day and wash it? There's bacteria that are unseen things that you don't know when you don't listen to all the instructions. And oh, how God gave us such an instruction book in the Bible. And what a lesson that was. When you don't listen to the instructions that God has laid out from Genesis all the way through Revelation. And how, praise God, how he gives us instruction, how he forms us, even from a child, through the even we all have walked different paths, and God has showed us all different things throughout our life. Praise God. And, you know, as I I cried out to the Lord there, and Gary asked me what to bring, and he started reminding me of, as he started forming me, That ball of clay, even as a young boy, and even in through my teenage years, and even throughout my life, I got to thinking, you know, that parts of my testimony, how God would form me, sometimes in little ways, sometimes in big ways. Sometimes he would break me. Sometimes he would uh, build me up. And ain't that the way the potter does on that wheel? of that clay as he puts both hands to that clay hallelujah hey dips his hands in the water and and keeps that clay moist and i was thinking okay lord now that water represents the holy spirit how god puts those hands around you dips the holy spirit to keep and bring out the things just like he's bringing this message out tonight i just Put it all in his hands. Hallelujah. How he wants this message to go. The clay is you. And he started out, the first scripture is in Job chapter 10. And we know, we've heard many times about how Job, of what he went through, about losing his ten children and uh, all that he had. And But it takes up here as Job attempts to find God's reason for his troubles. Of all that he was going through, here we'll take it up in Job chapter 10 and starting in verse 8. Thine hands have made me and fashioned me together round about, yet thou doest destroy me. Remember, I beseech thee that thou hast made me as the clay, and wilt thou bring me into dust again? Hast thou not poured me out as milk and curdled me like cheese. Thou hast clothed me with skin and flesh, and hast fenced me with bones and sinews. Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. Hallelujah. As I was thinking about that, how Job was calling out to God, why am I going through the things You know, why did you take my children? Why have I lost everything? Even my wife told me to curse God and die. Why, Lord? And how many times have we cried that same cry? Why, Lord, am I going through what I'm going through? Why am I going through this heartache? Why am I going through this pain? Oh, precious child of God. God has a plan and a purpose. How He's using each of these struggles, each of these pains that we may be going through, that we don't understand right now, as we can testify when we look back on past things that we've went through, the storms that we've went through. I'm reminded of that old palm tree there on the on the shore on the beach, or. Even on an island somewhere, as them hurricane storms blow and them roots grow deeper. As the winds blow to the left and the right, those roots grow stronger and deeper down into the ground. And that's what the Word of God does for us. Each time we go through that storm, or even a brother and sister that the Lord will send by to give us a word of encouragement, a pat on the back. And let me tell you what I've been through, brother or sister. Let me show you how God has worked in my life and what a, how encouraging and how, what a blessing that is when God will send someone in our life that we can confide in and share with, and they'll, they'll bring us maybe a scripture. And how important it is to stay in prayer and leaning on the everlasting arms of Jesus, hallelujah, and to be in his word. And grounded in his word. And then I moved on up to Isaiah 64. And verse 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our Father. We are the clay. And thou art potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. Oh, hallelujah. And how that right there, that one verse in Isaiah... How our Heavenly Father represents His mighty hands on our lives, on all the things. He loves us. He knows what we're going through. And how He is our potter and how He's wanting to form us. That we can be the best that He's created us to be. That we are the work of His hands. That's exciting to know that he formed us from the dust of the ground and knew us. Praise God. And how he want, he's got a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And as I was going over these verses, I got to thinking, well, even in the very beginning, I was reminded of Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Hallelujah. (laughs) I was thinking, you know how God in the beginning created the heaven and the earth? And I was thinking of that earth and how everything in that earth that God created. As we can look around and see God's creation. From the animals come down to the tiniest insects, even the unseen things that affected that nipple on that uh, milk bucket. When I was feeding that calf as a a young boy, thinking that I was doing all that I was supposed to do, but yet there was an unseen bacteria growing within that nipple that I didn't see. And how sin in our life can grow. And the God's plan for our lives and how we step into that sin and step out of God's will for our life. and But yet God with them loving potter's hands that he has, hallelujah, and how we're that clay. You know, praise God for his loving hand. Just as when I found out the next time we had a calf, I have to take that nipple apart. And I have to scrub and to take soap and to clean every part of that bucket, every part of that nipple, the little uh, ball that was inside of that nipple that allowed that calf to suck and to be nourished and how that worked together. And how God wants to reach down in our lives and clean all the bacteria out of our lives, the things that's causing us harm that's causing us discontent, that's causing us pain and troubles, that even the devil himself, and how, praise God, when we're in God's hands and we cry out to Jesus, when he went to that cross, praise God, and paid that old sin debt, washed away all that old stinking bacteria, the sin in our life, when we say yes to Jesus, oh, what a cleansing effect. Like I've heard so many testimonies, even Brother Gary. When you say, Jesus, come into my heart and save me. Hallelujah. How it's like a burden, a weight lifted off of us. All that sin debt, praise God, and we're set free. And not only that, we're free indeed. And we want to share it with each and every other one that we come in contact with. But how it's a process. And it goes back to how God, And we're being that ball of clay on that potter's wheel. And how each day, if we'll allow him, he'll bring us on in to that vessel. Praise God that he's wanting us to be. That he he knows the best plan for our lives. He knows the best path that our feet should be on. Hallelujah. You know, even when I looked up the definition of clay, In that old 1964 uh, Webster's Dictionary that God allowed me to hold on to all these years, praise God, that was in our family. Even with those encyclopedias, I still have. Hallelujah. It it, it said, a firm plastic earth used in the manufacture of brick, pottery, etc. But also the second definition, it, it said, A. It could be earth or dust, but it also said, be the human body or flesh. How that clay represents us. The clay is you, my brother and sister, that God, you know, wants to use. And, you know, as I was quoted Genesis chapter 1, if you skip down to verse 26, and God said, Let us make man in our own image, in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the, of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And you know, that was just the beginning of God had a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And I skipped on over to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Hallelujah. And hallelujah as I was going through the scriptures that pertain to that clay. That clay that is you, my brother. That clay that is you, my sister. I, you know, in Jeremiah... Chapter 18, God's word says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheels, and the vessel that he made of clay was marred, in the hand of the potter. So he made it again. Another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, can cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in mine hand, O house of Israel. Oh, praise God as I read that. How that confirms how God has us in his mighty hand. And as we submit to him, and you know that's a lifelong process, ain't it, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. When we have to cry out to Jesus, Lord, <laughs> I've stepped off this old path. Hallelujah. I've, 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 I've gone where I didn't should be. I've I've, 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 I've said something I shouldn't have said, I've opened my mouth when I should have kept it shut. And I kept my mouth shut when I should have been speaking up. How often I get that wrong. You know, sometimes I pray, Lord, help me to speak up when I should and to be quiet when I should because I usually get it backwards. Hallelujah. (laughs) I usually get it backwards. But anyhow, praise God. He's still molding me on that. At potter's wheel. And you know there in those scriptures, you know the power of God and how he has to mold and even to break us and to remake us. Like that potter on that potter's wheel. You know that, and, and even the word of God said that it was marred. So he remade it again into a whole new vessel. And what a picture that is. When we knew, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that day when I was holding on to that church pew at a teenager. And the Holy Spirit, that day he was revealing to me that I was a broken vessel. That I was on my way to hell. And there ain't nothing that I could do about it but accept this man called Jesus. This man that went to the cross and died for me and how I finally turned loose at the back of that pew and, and stepped out in that aisle that day and walked to the front and received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. What a time that was. And just as Brother Gary's testimony, how he shared, even driving down the road at 65 miles an hour. Hallelujah. How, he, how the Holy Spirit revealed to him he knew that he needed something else. He knew that he needed Jesus to save his soul. How we can dig ourselves down into that old miry clay, hallelujah, and get stuck. And with no way out, but along comes that mighty nail-scarred hand of Jesus to pull us up and set us on that solid rock. Hallelujah! For the love of God from the very beginning. You know that even in these scriptures here how God reminded Israel that they were as that uh, clay in His hands. In His hands. Praise God. And how, even as I moved on over into Psalms chapter 40 and verse 1, God's Word says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also, out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praising to our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. As I was reading this verse and I was, just as we talked about how when God touched our life, when the Holy Spirit revealed to us, when we heard the Word and how the Word convicted our heart, and we we said we, we're tired of living in this sin. And I'm so thankful that Jesus died for all, my, all our sin. Hallelujah. And it's up to us to just say, yes, Lord, save me. Come into my heart. Hallelujah. And He will. He'll set your feet on that solid rock, praise God. And he'll bring us out of that horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And as I was uh, reading this verse, I realized, you know, we can get a picture of our feet being down and mired down in, that, in, in the mud, in the muck, and the clay, being stuck down in this old life in our world of sin. But yet how God's loving hand pulls us up out of it. Hallelujah. But also he showed me another level to this verse. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. And how that clay, as we've been speaking, represents you. Me. That clay is us. And how miry we were before Jesus. How awful horrible pit we were and how he brings us up out of that pit and changes us in the hallelujah and and, you know it's forever when you say yes to jesus and he comes into the heart and saves you it's eternal hallelujah praise god he he changes you have a perfect body waiting on you we was talking, I was talking to some brothers this morning on the Midnight Crusader line. And we all, there was three of us having back problems, having pain in our back. And how I was reminded, it's just temporary, praise God. The aches and the pains that we have. was a child of the king, hallelujah, we're going to heaven one day in the twinkling of an eye. And he says, I go to prepare a place for you. And hallelujah, what a wonderful place that is. And what a song we're going to have in our mouth. What a song we already have in our heart when he came into our life and our heart. And how we praise him. How he created us to praise him. How he put us on that potter's wheel. And, you know, I was thinking, even back in high school, I took a potter's class. We it was out of the shop classes. It was done full, and the only thing left was a potter's class and how even God reminded me of that for this message, and how you would put your hands in the water and keep that clay moist on that wheel, and how you could stretch that clay upward and upward to build a taller vessel, and how God uses us, and he stretches us. He might, we might even, and how you can feel if there's an imperfection in that clay, if there's a little pebble or a, little piece of stick or anything that may have got into that clay, you can feel it as you keep your hands wet, which I, he just put on my heart how that represents the Holy Spirit will work in your life and reveal those imperfections before he puts us to the fire to set us into that perfect vessel, praise God. He'll work out those imperfections, those things in our life we might have forgot about. It could have been unforgiveness. You know, someone that hurt us deeply, some some unforgiveness or hatred toward a brother or sister, or maybe, you know, just another person. You know, I I really believe a brother and a sister is another blood-bought child of God, but another person, you know, that needs Jesus. But we're holding on a, a hurt or something they may have said or done to us that cut deep. And it's buried deep down in our heart, and we've not forgave that person. That's some of them imperfections as God puts his hand to us, as we're that potter, we're that clay, and he's working out all those things. But when we realize, Lord, I need—I was thinking of someone myself here a while back, have I forgiven them for what they did years ago? Lord, Lord, you know, forgive me. Lord, I forgive them. I put them in your hands. I pray for them. Lord, save them. And, Lord, ain't that what the love of God does to us? Even our bitterest rivalry that maybe even hate us, and we don't understand why, how the love of God, you know, Jesus says, let our light shine. And it's that light of the love of Jesus Christ that shines out of us when you go into a truck stop or into even a gas station or, or a convenience store or even a customer or wherever you may go, how the love of Jesus Christ can shine to even someone that's mistreating you or 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 you just don't understand why they might just be having a bad day. But how the Spirit will reveal to you, well, I wasn't having a too good of a day yesterday. I'm sure I... I might have snapped at someone. How God has taught me when <laughs> someone snaps at me. Well, you know, guilty. I've done the same thing. You know, even when somebody cuts me off in traffic, I thought, well, I was stupid and done that before to somebody else. You know, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit, as uh go back to that clay on that potter's wheel, and as long as we're here in this old flesh, as long as we're dealing with the wiles of the devil, and as long as we're here on this earth, this side of heaven, God's going to keep them loving hands wrapped around that clay on that potter's wheel. And He may one day he may be pulling you up, keeping them wet hands a hold of you, and pulling up on that clay to stretch you a little bit more to bake you into a little bit taller of a vessel, maybe a little bit wider of a vessel. He's wanting to use you over here in ministry. Maybe he's wanting to use you over there in ministry, praise God. Hallelujah for what he might have in store for you today. Hallelujah. And how he uh, set our feet on that solid rock, Jesus Christ, so many years ago, and some may have just been a few days ago. But praise God. From this moment forward, just remember, brothers and sisters, that God's loving hands are a hold of you because the clay is you. And He will continue until the day that He calls us home. And what a day that will be. Praise God. As I mentioned it a while ago, that we have a beautiful home awaiting for us. As Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I go that I will call you to myself. And if I go, I shall come back. I'm, You know, his word tells us, praise God for the promises all through the Bible. Praise God for all that he has for us. You know, even in the book of John in chapter 9, uh, we all know, that's what another, the last thing as I wind this message up tonight, in John chapter 9, the healing of the man born blind. And, you know, oh praise God. Hallelujah. How the clay, you know, how God, even for this message, when I was wanting to think about the miracles instead of, uh, instead of clay and how God kept persisting for me to talk about the clay is you, he brought me to finish this up on a miracle. Hallelujah. It just now hit me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But John chapter 9, hallelujah. God is so good. i tell you what. Nobody can't do you like Jesus, praise God. But in John chapter 9, when you got time to read those first, uh, I guess, 16 verses. But as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned, nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me, while it is day, the night cometh, when no man can work, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam which is by interpretation sent. He went his way therefore and washed and came seeing the neighbors therefore and they which before had seen him that he was blind said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. But he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How were thine eyes opened? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed. And I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. Hallelujah. They brought to the Pharisees him that foretold was blind. And it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. And even he... The Pharisees asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon my eyes. I washed and do see. You know, praise God. As I was reading this, I realized, you know, God revealed to me another level of this miracle. Um, You know, when we go back to verse 11, when, when he answered, a man is called Jesus, made clay, anointed mine eyes, and said unto me, go to the pool and wash. And I went and washed, and I received sight. And how, you know, praise God, how this man called Jesus, he made us. He made, hallelujah, like I said back in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And, you know, he created everything. He created each and every one of us. Praise God. And here, you know, how I could see the whole story laid out right here in this, that how Jesus made us and when he anointed our eyes and he told us to wash, you know, how the Holy Spirit revealed to us that we needed to wash our lives. We need to say yes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as I said earlier, how when we said yes and received him into our heart, and he washed us clean as snow, he went and washed and received sight. And oh, how beautiful it is when we receive sight that day. Hallelujah. Just like this blind man could see physically. Hallelujah. We was born from flesh. Right on into the Spirit, praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Glory be to God how God has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. So my encouraging word for each and every one that hears this message, you are the clay. Dear Lord, I thank you and praise you for today's message. Lord, it humbles me to see how you have used this old piece of clay Lord God, through these years and how you may use each and every one of us from this moment forward. May we walk in that path that you laid before us. Bless each and every one in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah.
4: scarred by sin but he did not dismay he stole
0: Many of us, yet? Hallelujah. Hallelujah is right, Tumbleweed. Man, I'll tell you, what a great message by Tumbleweed, right, Fred? All I can say is hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah, yeah. Hey, I've got ai got an interesting letter this week from one of our listeners. This is one for our old mailbag that we put in our newsletter. Everybody loves the old mailbag. So let me read this letter to our listeners. It says, uh, Dear Chaplain Gary, I would like for you to send me a box of Lonesome Road Ministry CDs of truck driving songs and testimonies, and also a trucker's Bible and your newsletters. I'm not a truck driver, but I pray for the -the over-the-road truck drivers all the time. I would also like to know about the Christian life. I'm not sure where I'm going when I die, heaven or hell. I hope to go to heaven I wanna know how can I become a Christian and ask Jesus into my heart and life, even though I'm Catholic. Please send me some information on the Christian life. Sincerely, Robert. Fred, that is something right there that everybody out there on the road needs to know. How can they make it to heaven? There's too many people out there that aren't sure if they're gonna make it into heaven. And the Bible says that we can be sure. Brother Gary, I think it's
2: just as simple. He's got the answer right in there that he asked Jesus into his heart. It says that we can know, and I believe in a know-so salvation.
0: 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. If you want to look it up, this is King James Version. It's my trucker's Bible that I will be sending to Robert. Robert. And I've got it highlighted in here. First John chapter five, verse 13 says, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the son of God. We don't have to hope. We don't have to wonder. We can know that we're going to heaven. And it's as simple as what, Fred? A-B-C. A-B-C. And all we have to do is what? Admit that
2: you're a sinner, for in Romans three twenty-three it says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And B stands for Believe upon Jesus Christ, for it says in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life and last but not least, confess. Romans 10 and 9, it says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And verse 10 says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth... Confession is made unto salvation. And verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A-B-C. Call upon the
0: name of Jesus Christ and ask him to save you. Amen. For the scripture says, whosoever. I love that whosoever. word. Whosoever. And that's you, Robert. You are a whosoever. It doesn't matter what you call yourself, a Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, You're a whosoever. And if you will cry out to Jesus with all your heart, it says the scripture says, Whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, black, red, white, yellow. Doesn't matter who you're a whosoever, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it's that simple. Cry out to God and call out to Him. And it's it's not the words that save you, it's the condition of your heart. And if you will ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart right now with a simple prayer, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. I surrender my life to you. I will live for you from this day forward in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's how you become a Christian. But once you surrender your heart and life to Jesus, you have turned from your sins and you have repented of your sins and you are saved. Amen. Amen.
4: I was lost, but you knew where to find me. I was hungry, you were bread for my soul, I was so thirsty, you gave living water, you were my shelter when I had no place to go. why sometimes I just want to praise you, sometimes just to speak your name, sometimes I just want to Sometimes I lift my hands to You, Lord, and sometimes all I do is cry. For everything that I have, I owe to You, sweet Jesus, and. Count The love that you've given. When I think of the price you paid for me, then all life's trials just seem as nothing when they're compared to dawn. And that's why sometimes I just want to praise you, Lord, and sometimes just to speak your name. Sometimes want to thank you Without asking for one thing oh, Yes, sometimes I lift my hands to you Lord, and sometimes all I do I I. Jesus and Calvary
1: hope 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road in my hand was a track the preacher had read his words still echoing in the back of my head i felt so ashamed when i thought of my
0: past. hey drivers we appreciate you letting us ride along with you in the cab, And you can contact us at 618-383-2107 or you can log on to our website at lonesomeroad.org and check us out on the web. You can listen to all of our radio programs on our website, on our broadcast from the past page. So check it out. And if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, then give us a call and let us know.
1: Broken hearted and lonesome. So I've been lost, I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree.